Hi guys, um, today is Bez Shvat, it's the second of Shvat, um, we're in the last part of chapter 15. So once again, it's just wild how this keeps happening, you know, like, either, whether it's a chapter that I'm like, okay, I have no idea how I'm going to, you know, make this relevant or even explain this because it's just like, I don't know what this is talking about, or in this case, whether it's a chapter of like, I know this already, like 100% like I know this stuff, and it's like, the same thing just happens again and again and again with this experience of Tanya that like I get deeper and I learn it and I really let myself like think about it and explore it and suddenly I'm like oh my gosh like Hashem is literally giving me like the biggest treasure and like this concept is so relevant and so real and so like the altar heaven knows what what's up like the altar is literally teaching us the secrets of our souls the secrets of who we are and it's like I'm just constantly, it's not even a surprise anymore at this point. I'm just like, okay, waiting for it to happen, like waiting for it to hit. So it hit. <laughs> um, so I hope to give that over a little bit in, in this recording. Um, so just a little bit backdrop where we're coming from. Chapter 15 is all about the avoda of a bainani and specifically the way that the bainani could actually kind of end up acting in two different ways. You know, we know already that the bainani is somebody who has the experience of animal soul but also has the experience of his godly soul that constantly, I'm going to use the word overrides, but it's more than overrides, that constantly leads the animal soul, that the animal soul is not controlling the banani. The, the godly soul is the one in control of the banani. Um, and as we keep saying that it's not in control of the animal soul in a way of like control, you know, like with an evil clasp over the animal soul's mouth, shutting his mouth with duct tape. But we keep explaining is that the way that the banani the way that the Bainani has his godly soul controls animal soul, the way his moach has this shalit, has this dominion over his slave, over his animal soul, over his impulse, over his trigger, is literally through the illumination of the light of the godly soul. Um, is the illumination of the chachma, of the curiosity, of the openness, of the, of, of the godly soul's awareness that this too is God, this too is God. And if you, if you kind of go back in Tanya to like everything we're talking about that, let's even just say for example the example of like Elam Haza, like the Tanuge Elam Haza, right like this person that is having this experience of animal soul consciousness where i'm a fragmented person in a fragmented world i'm not good enough in this moment whether i'm lonely or depressed or anxious or whatever it is i'm not good enough in this moment this moment does not have everything i need so i need that i need the cookie or i need a husband or i need um wh- which husbands and cookies are both good things right they're not neither of them are bad things but when they come from that animal soul place of neediness of codependence of kind of like what i'm trying to get in order to make me whole um then it actually is in the category of you're literally affecting that reality but that's besides the point why am i talking about that, all this oh yeah that how does the bainani deal with that craving what he does is the bainani illuminate has the the light of his godly soul shed light on the situation literally and what does the godly soul say you are enough in this moment. <laughs> and the truth is, is that that thing isn't going to fill the hole that you're, that you have, that you think that you have, because in reality, the hole that you think you have doesn't even exist. You are essentially one with God. And so really, suddenly you're not searching and reaching and, and desperately clinging on to that thing that you thought was going to make you whole because you are already whole. You, you actually don't have any holes. <laughs> Um, and like that's what we keep explaining that that when light shines, the darkness doesn't fight back. The darkness just kind of dissipates. Um, but <clears throat> even more so, the 
in this journey, the difference between that example, the darkness and light example, and what really happens here is that eventually what happens with the Bainani, and as the Bainani to hate Tzaddik, as the Bainani strives to be a Tzaddik, is that the animal soul could actually end up becoming our resource and becoming a tool that the Godless soul actually uses. And that whole conversation is kind of the backdrop of what chapter 15 is about, which is that is what a Bainani does. And yet, how does the Bainani identify himself? Meaning, even though that's technically the way what a Bainani does, that the godly soul has dominion over the animal soul, it's possible for a person to kind of get to a point, whether this is was who he was since he was very young, that this is his nature, he's more of just, he doesn't have such a strong animal soul, it doesn't talk very loud. Or whether he's somebody that has worked on himself to such an extent and grown to such an extent that now his animal soul in that area of his life isn't talking so much anymore, it's more quiet. And now this person isn't really in that, battle he's not in the arena he's not in that struggle with that area of his animal soul he's not in that i want to think of another word if somebody has a word reach out to me and tell me another word for not struggle not battle not fight but like and i i every time i use the word dance i'm like it's a good word and it really explains what i'm really trying to say because it really is this dance but it's too fluffy like it's too not like once you really get what i mean by dance you can understand the word dance but Unless you're really getting what I mean by dance, it doesn't sound... So I'm looking for that word that's like engagement, but not stress. Like, I, I choose to be here. I choose to be engaging with you, but it's not stressful. It's it's like powerful and loving, you know? Maybe it's mothering. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good word. The godly soul mothers the animal soul, right? And so sometimes the mother says, no, don't go in the street. And sometimes the mother says, let's explore why you are crying and why you feel like you have a monster in your room and why you feel like you are afraid you know but also it's time to go to sleep right so there's that like balance there okay anyway sorry i'm going a little bit of a tangent now i'm just gonna go inside that um the bainani in this chapter we're talking about the way that he could end up being the ivida like him or the layavida the one who serves god or the one that does not serve god and the difference between those two titles and again the one who does not serve god he's technically he he is serving god he is being this vanity but he's not engaged in the service and it's interesting because altar didn't even say this it's almost like altar maybe assumes that we feel this way that we want to serve god i want to be somebody who's serving god like altar is kind of assuming that i have that experience and the truth is that we do you know we get really covered over sometimes but at the end of the day like we all have neshamas and we all have this desire to be engaged with Hashem, to be in in route with Hashem, to be in this relationship with Hashem. And Altar is saying, like, in this category of <clears throat> in this category of Layavade, you're not doing anything wrong, but you're also not in the passion. You're not in the relationship. You're just coasting, you know? I don't love any I don't not love I don't not love you. I don't love anyone else. Whereas with this Ayveda uh, like him, this person is saying I am here. I am here. I am present in my purpose in life. I am present in my relationship with God, which is synonymous, interestingly enough. And like, I'm engaged in my body. I'm alive. I'm, I'm fully here. So, and the difference between these two people is one is saying that, one is saying I'm not, you know, they've kind of at this point where my animal soul isn't bothering me anymore. And so that's it, whatever. I'm, I'm, it's good enough. I, my godly soul runs my life. My animal soul doesn't really talk. And I have like him somebody who says, no, I choose to engage with the way that my animal soul 
erupts within me. I choose to see my triggers not only as things that are working against me, but as opportunities for me to lean into this delicious purpose of my life that I have, which is to be this Bainani, which is to illuminate the godly soul in the space of the animal soul. Okay. And so it explains in the Gemara that the Ayved Elikim, Hainu Mishishayna Perkei Meyap Amen Ve'echad, so it says that the Ayurveda like him is somebody who reviews what he was learning a hundred times. No, a hundred and one times, I'm sorry. And the Layavada, the one who does not serve God, is somebody who only does it a hundred. Why was this? As if any of us are learning anything a hundred times. But in that in the Talmudic times, they actually the, nat- the natural thing to do was to learn whatever you were learning a hundred times. So that was normal. That was regular. If you did it a hundred and one times, that a hundred and first time was qualitatively worth a thousand times, infinitely more than the hundred times. Why? Because the hundred times came naturally. The hundred times was just, it is what it is. The hundred and first time was, I am choosing to do this. The hundred and first time you were involved, your consciousness was involved, your identity was involved, your passion was involved, you yourself yourself was involved. Just side note here, I think that Hashem really wants us. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, everything in Chassidus and Torah always comes back to this, like, just Hashem's desire of us. It's like, and if you think about, like, a relationship, like, just imagine, like, for a second, like, l- lean into that, like, fantasy almost of, like, somebody looking at you and saying, like, I really want you. And I don't want you just, like, in a certain form. Like, I don't only want you when you're acting that way or when you're looking that way or when you're... I want you in your full aliveness, in your full experience of yourself. That's how I want you. And then you're going to say, oh, but Hashem doesn't want me in my full experience of myself because he doesn't want my animal soul. And it's like, wait a second. Is it that he doesn't want my animal soul or is it that he doesn't want me to be hijacked by the initial belief of my animal soul because that initial belief of my animal soul isn't even actually me? It's, it's fear. It's, it's the projection of this fragmented consciousness. But Hashem wants me to be full alive. And what fully alive means is that I have this power of godly soul in the space of animal soul. That I have this dynamic relationship in my inner world where all of my triggers get channeled through my godly soul. Where all of my impulses get channeled through my godly soul. And I'm seeing myself clearly. I'm seeing other people clearly. I'm in this like powerful experience of aliveness. You know? And it's like... It's literally what Hashem is telling us. Like, start noticing that I want you. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, anyways. Kedisa Hasam de Gemara Mashal Mishuk Shel Chamarim. The Talmud illustrates this by the analogy of the market of donkey drivers. Shenis Karim Le'eser Parse Bezuza Ula Achar Aser Parse Bisre Zuze the drivers would charge one zuz for 10 parsi for 10 persian miles but demand two zuz for driving 11 miles right by the 11th mile it's like overtime pay if i'm working an extra hour you're not charging me i'm not getting paid the same amount i'm getting paid double than what i would have paid if it was in the customary practice of what i'm usually supposed to work and therefore zais hapam hamaya <clears throat> Therefore, the 101st revision, the 101st um, learning of whatever this person is learning, 
which is beyond the normal practice to which the student has been accustomed since childhood, is equivalent to all the previous 100 revisions combined. It's wild. The qualitative factor of yourself being part of the practice, of not just doing something by rote, but of actually being engaged in the experience, <clears throat> is quality is equivalent to all previous 100 times is, is qualitatively infinitely more precious than just doing it by rote its quality surpasses them in greater strength and power so much so that this person is actually called the the servant of god that this person just by doing it that one extra time that one extra mile, that one extra revision, the fact that it was coming from himself, the fact that it was coming from this place where I'm not just doing this because, oh yeah, it's what I do, it's, uh, it is what it is, but no, I am engaged here, I am making this choice here, that is the shift that turns that person from light avadai into avadalikim. In order to change our habitual nature, we must arouse within ourselves the love of Hashem by contemplating on Hashem's greatness in our maichai, in our mind, in our chachma, as we say. This is the revelation of God in our in our heads. It's this literally learning chassidus that it's the awareness of the unity of God, the godless of Hashem, that Hashem is not only everything, but Hashem is everything like here to this to me to the awareness that there is not a moment or space or experience of which hashem is not present inside of of which the purpose of life is not present inside of it's that it's the, the godless of hashem illuminated in my mind that is what actually has an effect on my on my nature lishlight and that is what ends up being able to lishlight al hateva shibachal hasmali hamali damana shabahama shemeaklipa shemimena hu hateva that this illumination of my godly soul in my mind actually then has an effect on the nature of my animal soul in my heart and so that it's not only that my animal soul is quiet and subdued and now i'm just gonna do the right thing because that's what I'm so used to doing, and I'm just gonna never feel any of my triggers because chas v'shalom to hurt anybody else and to feel anything bad about somebody, and chas v'shalom to you know no ah <laughs> like we are engaged, we are engaged. I'm not afraid of my triggers. I'm not afraid of the way that my animal soul talks. My light light is not afraid of darkness. Light looks at darkness and says hello to you hello thank you for coming i see you as part of me and that's how the godly soul sees the animal soul not as something like this like antagonist to the story but as you actually hold the deepest treasures that are going to end up bringing me to my deepest place of light that are going to bring me closer to god thank you for showing up today i'm here for this <laughs> you know and again that doesn't mean that every time my animal soul comes up as i am enwrapping it with I'm letting it come into my whole entire body. I first have to have that experience, of, as we already said in Tanya, of nidcha yadayim. You are not me. <clears throat> and yet, you are one with God. All is God. And the fact that all is God means, that, as we, this was already the beginning of Tanya, the fact that all is Hashem means that I can make differentiations of what is what in life. This is Klippa, this is Kedusha, this is Shalash Kedusha, this is, this is Klippa Snoga. There's differentiation. And because all is one, because all is actually light, 
I can see things clearly. I can see what Hashem says, don't go there. And what Hashem says, go there. What Hashem says, go there with this intention. And then like, I can see things clearly. I can see the difference between when I'm compulsively trying to get what I want because I'm trying to fill my needs versus when I'm davening, like because I believe that I'm worthy of this because I believe that this is going to be good for my soul because I believe that this is something that my desire, my neshama desires. Like I see the difference that's what light does. It sees the difference between everything. But why am I going there? Because that's essentially what the... And the because that's... What, okay, sorry. <laughs> that was a trip in my own head. But basically, that we're saying that in order to transform the actual habit and the nature of the animal soul, Zuhi Avaida Tamala Bainani. This is the perfect service for a Bainani to actually engage with the animal soul and have that dominion over it but also but not in a way of that it's it's shut out but in a way where i'm actually beginning to transform it i'm actually working with it to such an extent to, to an extent i so that's one way of working with our animal soul that i have this illumination of god in my mind through my own efforts through learning chassidus through getting to that plate place of really seeing hashem as everything Another way is to reveal my hidden love of God that is already in my heart. This too is called serving God. This is everything we're going to be talking about in chapter 18 to 25, which is coming up really soon before it was in so long. Now it's like literally a minute away. But we know we're going to talk about starting even tomorrow. We're going to talk about two different ways of the Bainani arousing his godly soul. And it's the short long way and the long short way. And one is literally through meditation, contemplating on the greatness of God, contemplating on who God is. And the second way is literally arousing our hidden love, realizing that I have inside of myself a love of God that can never be taken away. And to the extent that if I were asked to sacrifice my love, my to sacrifice myself or to go against God, I would sacrifice myself. And when we can tap into that, suddenly we're like, oh wait, I would die for God so I can also live for God, right? And that too is called serving God. Um, through arousing this hidden love of God in my heart. So what's the similarity between both those ways of arousing God in my mind or arousing God in my hidden love, arousing my hidden love? Both of those is I'm putting in the effort. In both of those cases, I am saying, I am here in this arena. I am engaged in this avaida. I am doing something to come closer to you, Hashem. <laughs> I am doing something to engage with my life, to engage with my purpose in life, to make a dear b'tachtoinim in my mind and my heart. I'm present. I'm present with this avayda. Versus, If, however, a person wages no war at all, he does not engage his mind, he does not engage his hidden love, he's just by rote, going through the motions, and yes, happens to be that his godly soul always wins, happens to be that he pushes away all his triggers, happens to be that he doesn't really have that emotional activation, but he's not in the work, he's not in the avaida. This love itself can no way be credited to his service, the fact that he wins, the fact that he's in this relationship, quote unquote, with God, where he ends up doing the right thing, where his godly soul is ending up winning, it's not his service at all, and this person is called the Asher Lai Avadeh. So, that's the end of chapter 15. Um, practically, what all this means is that, I mean, 
I take it for yourself. I guess it's all to come up with our own explanation of what this means for ourselves. And I say that specifically now because that's really what this means. <laughs> that you have that of the avida of the bainani is to be engaged in the avida of the bainani. To be engaged with your life, as we said at the beginning, that narda bashar and baila, that Hashem is found at your gates, at your gates, where your animal soul shows up for you, is where Hashem is asking you to engage with your life. So next time your animal soul shows up, like I bless us all to just notice that this is not working against me. This is not the enemy of my story. This is not the antagonist here. This is here for me. Like, this is how I'm serving God. This is my moment of being fully alive. This is my moment of being, of doing my purpose of life, of being, like, this is why I was born. Like, I was created for this moment. And, like, no, I'm not going to be angry at my trigger. I'm not going to be upset that I'm still struggling with something. I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to go there. Like, we're, I'm going to be, I'm going to be engaged with my experience in my life. And not only that, I'm going to let myself have the vulnerability and the courage of actually experiencing, and I know this sounds funny, but actually experiencing my animal soul. Meaning, letting myself, and again, this is going to have to be at set times, as Alter already said, and is going to continue to say again and again and again, that this isn't just like something to do any time of the day. Because then what happens if we're letting ourselves do this any time of the day is that we're blurring the lines between me and animal soul, between mother and child, between self and parts. When I do this avaida at set times, what I'm saying is, yes, I want to engage with you, but you are not me. I, because you are not me, I can hold you and I desire to hold you and I desire to work with you and engage with you and get curious about you and actually end up becoming friends with you and dancing with you. But that can only happen. You can only dance with somebody who's not, you can't dance yourself. I mean, you could dance yourself, but then you're dancing yourself. <laughs> but to really dance with our animal soul, we have to have that, that line, that boundary of nitcha adaim. And yet, not to be confused with nitcha adaim and now push it away and, <clears throat> and never look back. Like I bless us all to notice the moments in our lives that our animal soul shows up and to 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 note to not be a to not be upset that it's showing up but b noticing that the way that i'm meant to serve god is actually engaging with that experience and to even notice all the things that like i'm thinking of two things like on the one hand it's the things that have already been showing up and on the other hand it's the things that are hurting us but we've numbed ourselves to you know like it's too painful to even engage with and so we just kind of like shut our emotions down in that area like and then we end up either like going into like whatever but i'm not gonna go too much into that right now but like when we shut down our emotions we're not doing anyone a favor we're, we end up just in this category of layavade. <laughs> like you know and then okay fine so we're not getting triggered all the time but it's not because we've actually transformed the animal soul it's just because we're too afraid to go there <laughs> you know and i just bless us all to notice that we are not being created in this moment to be numb pacified complacent serving god robots (laughs) you know and i've said it's just recording you can't see me but i put serving god in quotation marks because i think a lot of times we get confused we think that by numbing ourselves and by shutting down that part of us we are serving god oh we're we're not upset about something or we're not annoyed about something or we're not it's like no like to serve god means to be alive and to serve god means to notice how my animal soul is coming up in my life and to experience that to go there to not be afraid to go to my gates you know so our animal souls are waiting for us hashem is waiting for us in all moments of darkness 
And <clears throat> when we can have the courage to say that this moment of darkness is not working against me, but it's specifically in these moments of darkness, in these moments of trigger, in these moments of that I can actually find my greatest light, that I can become a server of God, that I can become somebody who is a lot, that I could, that I could be myself. <laughs> and myself, not only like, oh, be myself, but be myself, be my, my fullest self, my most aligned self, my, my real self, the person I was created and born to be. You know, so l'chaim l'bracha to you experiencing this even moments in our days. And yeah, I can't summarize all this is too much. I'm like, I'm emotional right now. Like just the awareness that like our, our struggles are not working against us, you know, and like we don't have to drastically change the people that we are in order to serve God. Being present in our lives is the ultimate way of serving God. Being present in our lives, noticing our animal soul, noticing what she's saying, and then starting to engage with her to teach her who another way of seeing things. You know, that's what the animal soul is waiting. She's going to tell you, I'm afraid, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm, I'm a fragmented person, a fragmented world, I'm not enough as I am. And it's our job to illuminate our God, the, the, the light in our godly soul, whether it's going to be, again, through the next, few, or the next like 10 chapters, we're going to talk about two different ways of doing that. But to then go back, not then stay away from that initial trigger, but to then go back to the trigger and be like, let's reframe this. Let's talk. Let's let's find a new way of functioning here. I'm going to teach you who you actually are. You don't have to spend your life afraid. <laughs> you know, you don't have to spend your life feeling alone. And not to be confused with the animal soul won't come, won't come back a different time, right? Where Ayve de Kim and Ayve Kim is nature that repeats itself again and again and again. And the fact that this is going to be our Avaida again and again and again to constantly experience the triggers, then find that space of illumination in our godly soul, bring it back to the trigger, come up to a higher point. Now again and again and again, but what that, that whole process is nothing but us being Ayve de Kim, that process is nothing other than being ultimately and completely alive and in this dance with God and this dance with the purpose of all of creation, really. So, Mashiach, now.